just like our boy DK Harbor. Yeah. Facts. So much Marvel shit to cover. I'm so excited. There's so much to talk about. I'm so juiced. I'm and juiced. I, I'm juiced, and I know you're full of maple syrup. <laughs> Streamers, welcome into an exciting and massive episode of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you saw a little preview of it, and if you're listening on audio, you heard it. Dylan, yeah. since the last time you recorded with us, we have a new theme. We have new theme music. We have an official song that we are allowed to use. Uh, shout out to Mobley. Uh, I saw him open up for Arkells. Uh, back in like May, and I was fascinated by him. New song out, Stay Volk is the official theme music of Streamer Season. It's Mobley's new single. Go run that thing up on YouTube. Watch the music video. Get it wherever you get your music, uh, because the music video, Dylan, he was filming in a warehouse with no air conditioning, 103-degree weather, dancing for 18 hours. Go watch it. It's an amazing music video. It involves TV screens, so it's it's a perfect fit for streamer season. It's a banger of a song. Uh, so shout out to Mobley. Go get Stay Volk wherever you get your music, uh, and go check out the music video on YouTube. Dylan's back from Canada. Yeah. Comic Con 2022 happened. We watched our first movie that we're gonna officially review on the pod for 2022 and of course we're going to get into everybody's favorite segment the streaming platform multiverse news and notes brought to you by those good peeps over at pickup but before we get started make sure you're following us on the socials at streamer szn on twitter and instagram we are 40 followers on twitter away from the big two hunge and we have our big giveaway on the underground sports philadelphia twitter it's the pin tweet at Underground PHI, we're giving away Wolverine number 22, the Brian Dawkins variant cover. Part of that is you got to follow Streamer Season on Twitter, and you get a bonus entry if you subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. So go check that out. There's about one full week left to enter that bad boy. Those comic books, the, the book we're giving, it's one of 3,000. There's only 3,000 of those covers in existence. You're going to be the proud owner of one of them. Plus, now that the mutants are alive and well in the MCU, who knows when Wolverine's going to be coming through. It's a perfect comic book to add to any Marvel fans collection, any X-Men or Mutants fans collection, any Eagles or Broncos fans collection out there. Go enter the giveaway. Uh, but follow us on the socials at streamer S Z N follow Dylan on Twitter at Dylan Mazzola. Follow me at K B I Z Z L three one one. 
Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe, 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 subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And Dylan, since you weren't here last week, I said the line. Now, I'll let you take the reins back on what is rightfully yours. What should the people be doing in those Apple Podcast reviews? Well, they should be doing what I've been saying to do all this time. They should be leaving, obviously, the initial review. But in their review, they should be leaving Kyle and I suggestions on what to stream slash watch next. Uh, like I said, and like I've been saying, between the two of us, Kyle and I have access to, I'm almost positive, every single streaming service, unless there's some, like, super underground one. And <laughs> underground. Uh, but if there is, give it to us. No, uh, but seriously, let us know what to watch, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. We have had some recommendations, so it's not me just yelling in the wind or yelling at the void or old man yells at cloud sky meme. People are giving us suggestions, whether it's via the reviews or it's through text, DMs, etc. Um, and we don't really care how you reach out. It helps in the review, but either way, just let us know and leave those reviews. And, of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe yeah. to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel as well, where you get full video episodes of streamer season, and you get to see Dylan and I's beautiful faces and some TV screens every single week. Uh, and you can also leave your recommendations of shows, streaming platforms, and everything in the YouTube comment section. Smash the like button, click the bell icon, and, of course, subscribe. We are 21 subscribers away from the big 200 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Get your sunglasses, your blue light glasses. You should be wearing the blue light glasses when you're watching your favorite shows and movies. Let's be honest. You only get one set of eyes. You got to protect those bad boys. Get those prescription lenses for both your sunglasses and blue light glasses at TomahawkShades.com. And when you go to check out, use code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off your entire order. Kenwood Beer, Dylan's favorite beer to indulge in when he gets off the plane from Canada. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use that all-new and improved Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And the boys over at Bino, go to BinoBoard.com and use code BinoUSP. That's B-I-N-H-O-U-S-P to get your hands on the next big tabletop game for your man cave, your she shed, your your movie theater, that you, your home theater. You should have a Bino board in there. It's football meets foos, uh, paper football meets foosball, uh, and it's absolutely electric. It's the next big game coming to a tabletop cool. near you. Uh, and who knows? I might be in Oklahoma for a uh, Bino major sometime this fall. We'll see. Uh, but go to BinoBoard.com, B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com, and use code BinoUSP for 10% off your order at BinoBoard.com. Dylan, how is Canada? Dude, it's uh, it's so awesome out there. Uh, if you ever have a chance, anyone listening, Kyle, obviously you included Definitely go and check out Canada. I was in Alberta, so I was out west. Um, not familiar with Canada. Alberta is pretty far out west in terms of the United States geography. I'm essentially, well, not essentially, I am on the west coast out there. Uh, we toured some national parks, saw some amazing uh, views, had some awesome beer. If you like beer, their beer is a little bit more percentage over there. Uh, it's weird filling up gas because it's in liters over there, not gallons. <laughs> 
that messed me up. My mom was like, "Oh, go fill the car up," and I was like, "Uh, it's it's in liters." <laughs> and then driving, it's kilometers. So I'm like, "Uh." I went back in America. I was uh, accidentally speeding uh, <laughs> because I was used to kilometers, not miles per hour. Siri, um, slow down. I don't like this. The stereotypes are true about Canadians. <laughs> they are very nice people. Valid. Uh, they helped me out several times, and they had patience. Where times, as you know, if you're listening and you're from America, there are times where our fellow citizens may not be as patient and forgiving, whereas the Canadian person, our persons in question, were super awesome. So Canada, ten out of ten. We love to see it, Dylan. And while you were in Canada, Kevin Feige and company were blowing up at Comic Con 2022. Yeah, you were you were texting me. You were like, "Did you see some of this stuff?" And I was like, "No, I've been in and out of, in and out of service, losing mountains." You're like, "I just got off the plane. What happened?" And I was sending yeah. you about like 18 different graphics, and you were like, "Oh my god, it's still going." Yeah. Uh, first time since 2019 that Marvel Studios has been in Hall H at Comic Con, and Dylan, I was talking to DJ when he was here this weekend. He filled in for you. Uh, on the last episode of Streamer Season, so go check that out. We did kind of a Comic-Con preview. Um, and I was like, we got to make our way to San Diego Comic-Con one year. That's got to be a bucket list for this show. I've technically been there. I, I won't say I did much, but I was in San Diego. For the I remember that. I remember. And I did technically go to Comic-Con. I went to a couple attractions on the outside. I wasn't able to get like a main ticket, but I was able to go at least walk and drive by it. Um, it's, it's so crowded, like, and the cosplay was crazy then, and this is almost five years ago, so I can only imagine how much it's elevated now. Yeah, I feel like we've got to make it a, a thing eventually. Maybe in, like, the next, like, year or two, we map out when either New York Comic Con, because it's much closer, San Diego Comic Con, or, or one of these big conventions, and we just, uh, we go and, and we do a big content weekend, because I feel like it would be huge for the brand. Um, everything I saw from, you know, Twitter and everything, it was absolutely electric since the last time you've been on the pod, uh, Deadpool, Deadpool two and Logan now officially streaming on Disney plus they had chimichanga trucks at Comic-Con. It's it's like they knew I was going to be not on my computer or phone and they were like, now (laughs) we're going to do this all, (laughs) all on Dylan. Um, (laughs) Kevin Feige and company, though, blew everybody away. We're going to go, you know, release by release, quick hit everything that got announced. Dylan and I are going to talk about some of our uh, favorite projects coming to the MCU, uh, you know, the release dates, what we should expect from them. Uh, and, of course, we're also going to dive into the stuff that is confirmed but ha- did not get announced at Comic-Con and when we feel it could get announced, cough, cough, September at D23, cough, cough. Cough, um, cough. But Dylan, they they kicked things off in the MCU uh, panel on Saturday with the animation department. Uh, I believe it was Saturday. It was either Friday or Saturday. Um, Saturday, kicked things off. We got our first look at I Am Groot, the uh, animated shorts that are coming to Disney Plus August 10th, uh, featuring our favorite little tree. It's going to be five episodes, five mini shorts all released at once, so we'll be talking about that, obviously, the week of August 10th when that drops. Uh, it looks very, like, 
<clears throat> aesthetically and visually pleasing. The animation style is yes. very, very unique and cool. I'm excited for I Am Groot. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper 90. You already down. know. You it's more already No. I think that's how it we always goes. Like, like 45 minutes, and we're at like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. I'm excited too. I'm, there's literally so many things that on my on my left, my left. I have to pull up a list, like ca <laughs> like Captain America. Yeah, on your left, um, because there's so much announced, and that is something that looks exciting. It's cool. It's a different take. It's it's going to be something kid friendly too. So that's always cool because there are some Marvel things that aren't as kiddie friendly. Um, so it's cool, and it's cool to explore the group character. Knowing that we're getting these all at once, and they're kind of short. Something just popped in my head, and I wanted to pick your brain on, like, right now. Um, do Go you think I Am Groot could be something that we get before some Marvel movie similar to how Pixar does, like, the Pixar shorts and goes into... Oh, that'd be kind of cool. That could be you know, we kind of get a taste of it with all five original ones at first, and then... Moving forward after, once we see the perception for it, which I think will be huge because Groot's a beloved character, do you think we could get I Am Groot shorts before every Marvel movie? That, you could get that, or maybe they're just paving the way to have shorts in general before their movies. Not not, not necessarily only Groot, but going forward, right. just that kind of style. That'd be cool because you'd be getting the price of like two for one if you're a serious Marvel fan. And that also could be how they could low-key introduce like new comic book characters like throw a five minute two minute four minute maybe ten minute if they really want to do like a longer one short in front of the movie you know what i mean if mm -hmm. bad. and then rather than have to always risk a character in a show or have them as a weird cameo that feels out of place in a movie they could just kind of you know like drag them along and james well, Gunn yeah. has been on the record saying that like i am groot isn't necessarily canon to the mcu but it's canon to itself so i think there's gonna be continuity within the i am groot shorts that popped in my head just now i was like huh maybe that's their you know version of a a pixar short is you know i am groot and like you said they could expand into different characters down the line if it gets perceived well and they end up doing i think that would be a genius move for james gunn and all of marvel to give us more groot content yeah, it's a pretty light character. I would not hate that as well. I'm, I'm trying to find a list of all the 
stuff. I am, <laughs> I'm personally it. just looking at Marvel Studios Instagram. They have like the images uh, for each one. So the next thing that kind of surprised us last year, Dylan, during I think it was D23 when this got kind of announced, sort of, was uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year, a Spider-Man property on Disney Plus. It's animated. Uh, we didn't know what to expect from it when we first saw it. We got kind of, you know, a f everybody at Comic-Con got kind of a first look at, you know, concept art and everything. And everyone was kind of told to view this show within a lens of what if. And the big what if of Spider-Man freshman year is instead of Spider-Man, which will not be voiced by Tom Holland, it is a different voice actor. Um, what if he met Norman Osborn instead of Tony Stark? Mm, that's a good little, yeah, because Norman Osborn's not exactly the nicest guy. Yes. Uh, I like that. Because there like was a lot. concept art of Norman Osborn in the living room with Aunt May, Spider-Man, you know, Peter Parker coming home and seeing that that is going to be streaming in 2024 on Disney+. Plus. Which we also got confirmed. It has been ordered for a second season, which will be Spider-Man's sophomore year. And yes. Daredevil will appear in Spider-Man freshman year, voiced by Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox is pulling out all the stops for Daredevil. He's coming back with vengeance, baby. And he's going to be wearing the black suit in Spider-Man freshman year, uh, which is very exciting. Kind of a new look for Daredevil. And Kevin Feige has gone on the record saying as well that the the main focus of the street level of the MCU is in the hands of Spider-Man and Daredevil now, which you and I are probably doing backflips over the moon for. Well, those are um, those are two of the biggest like MCU characters in terms of just like even like comic book fan sale, whatever you want to call it. So it's it's not a bad, definitely it's one of the best combinations to have. So you're right, backflips are being done. Um, although, you know, I don't know how much longer we'll have a certain actor as Spider-Man if they go a certain route. Uh, A.K. Miles Morales. Basically, when they, when or if we get rumors or more concrete evidence of a live action Miles Morales, uh, R.I.P. Tom Holland. But but my either way. He's still Spider-Man, so the idea of Spider-Man and Daredevil, they go together with their friends in the comics. I, I, I love it. So that is Spider-Man freshman year. Like I said, it'll start streaming in 2024. Uh, streaming early 2023, Dylan, so very, very soon. Yes, soon. Season two of What If. Yes, I enjoyed that show. Um, some of the episodes were mid. Uh, some of the episodes were very much electric, as we've discussed before in length. Um, it's a cool show because it's just uh, there's so many like random possibilities that end up transpiring through the show, and it's their way of bringing things into the live action MCU. I feel like I feel like What If is like that gateway. Obviously, we saw Captain Carter in, in uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, yeah. Captain Carter, obviously being in what if and kind of the main character if you will of what if so far they did show an episode of what if season two and it's what if captain carter fought the hydra stomper which was kind of where what if season one ended uh we saw that hydra stomper on that boat um so you know a, a hydra influence steve rogers versus captain carter 
coming to a screen near you early 2023. Uh, and we also did get confirmed. What if season three will happen? That's good. That's good. I'm, I'm glad it's more like experiences we're going to see because there's some, there's obviously quite a few one-offs in that series series. And I think one question you and I had, and one question DJ and I had last week, will they incorporate phase four characters into what if season two? They will be. Kate Bishop and Yelena Belova are confirmed to be in What If Season 2. Awesome. Uh, so that's maybe, exciting. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, they did talk about Marvel Zombies as well. I don't exactly know when that's starting to stream, but there is a rumor slash confirmation out there that Marvel Zombies is going to be rated TVMA. And it, it's going to be its own entity, right? It's not part of what... Yeah, else. it's its own season. Uh, they showed... A bunch of zombified characters. They showed a zombie Captain America with no legs. They showed a zombie ghost, uh, which I think is very intriguing. Uh, they showed a half-zombie Icarus from Eternals. Shang-Chi, Katie from Shang-Chi as well involved. Jimmy Woo in like a superhero outfit, which was Jimmy pretty wild. Uh, I think Marvel Zombies, you and I are going to be beyond nice to giddy know. about. It's nice to know that Jim Halbert survives the zombie apocalypse. Glad to know he took control of Dunder Mifflin when it was under attack. <laughs> Where were you when we needed to be involved? Yeah, no, it's good though. Uh, so Marvel Zombies being TVMA, though, allegedly, I think is massive. In Well, the comic line's pretty gory. So yes. And I feel like that also adds on to like when Netflix you know, lost the rights to the, the Defenders arc of what they had from Marvel TV. Yeah. And, you know, the Disney Plus uh, parental controls came into effect. I feel like this seems like Disney Plus is, like, kind of opening their eyes to being like, hey, we can, in we can incorporate a little bit more mature level content in the MCU. Not everything has to be for, you know, kids ages 5 to 12. I think that's definitely the way they're going, or hopefully going, because you can't just cater. Basically, you have to kind of grow with your audience. So, like, we've seen franchises and even, like, movie sequels kind of made for the intention of, like, you see it as a kid or a young adult, and then they make it. So that, that said, kind of like, the new, kind of like having the Obi-Wan series. All of us as kids watching Ian McGregor in Star Wars and Hayden Christensen, seeing them again in Obi-Wan is a treat to us. Some some adults when they watched it in the early two thousands could care less. But like so my point is like us growing up with the main Marvel OGs and watching some of them die off or get written off, they're resetting it kind of. But there still are characters alive from our like the OG days. So you kind of have to split that median. You know what I mean? Like you can soft reset and build up for a new group of kids, but you have to then follow along because those kids are going to get older and they're going to want to watch their characters go. You know what I mean? So I, I, it's exciting. And I think that hopefully they do it that right, that way because MA will encompass people as they get like the audience as they get older and older audience in general. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think it's just, uh, it's a big step forward for Disney plus as a platform to be like, okay, we don't have to be like massively kid friendly with some of our big properties. Um, the next big announcement, Dylan. Something yes. you, you've been looking forward to. The Blade? For a very long time. It is... 
<laughs> X-Men 97, an original series streaming fall 2023. Around this time next year, we'll be getting geared up for the animated mutants picking up right where it left off when it ended in 1997. All of the original X-Men animated series is officially streaming on Disney Plus now with continuity uh, fixes within those first five seasons. Magneto looks unbelievable. They've added some new characters to the lineup. The animation style looks exactly the same as it did back in the 90s, just with a little bit of, you know, modern-day enhancement. X-Men 97, Dylan, I know you're you're super pumped for this. Plus, I know you're going to be pumped when I say this. A season two has been ordered and confirmed. Well, yeah, because I just like X-Men. Uh, I think they were kind of screwed over in live action. They've had some bad movies and some good movies. But, like, when you think of superheroes via MCU or just real, like, you know, real life uh, movie, like, adaptations, uh, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, Logan, one of the first people you think of when you see the word superhero come across your screen. And I think there's a reason for that. It's so iconic. So to get X-Men 97, which Kyle did the theme song, also iconic, to get that back uh, is, is great. And I think we're hopefully going to get more X-Men content going forward. Yeah, and I think the the big thing, too, Miss Marvel obviously ended with Kamala Khan being confirmed as a mutant. Um Namor, we'll get into you know the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer later on in the show, but Namor coming to the MCU, that is the comics, you know, that is Marvel's first mutant, technically, canonically. Um, So I think, you know, with X-Men 97, similar to What If, it's their way of potentially ushering in new mutants and and stuff like that to the live-action MCU. Bring out the dancing lobsters. Uh, I'm excited, I, and I think because when X-Men 97, like the original X-Men animated series came out from 92 to 97, you and I were barely watching TV at that I point. I wasn't even alive for most of the run. Yeah, like, I, I was not... the reruns on cartoons on Saturday mornings. Yeah, so uh, now that they're all fixed continuity-wise and on Disney+, Plus, they're only about 20 minutes an episode, too. Um... So I'm probably going to dive down the rabbit hole eventually and and binge all of that. So that's exciting. Dylan, we got a new trailer for She-Hulk Attorney at Law coming to Disney Plus August 17th, right around the corner. I personally have to say this trailer got me way more excited than the first trailer. Yeah, it looked better than the first one. We got more additions to the the Marvel Wong universe. Yes, sir. (laughs) Uh, because Wong is confirmed for this bad boy. We got another look at Emil Blonsky and Abomination. And the trailer ended with everybody's favorite defender, Daredevil, doing a front flip on the top of a building with a different looking suit, which is exciting because we all know how Daredevil season three ended, uh, where, you know, Bullseye had the suit. So Daredevil needed a new one. Uh, he's got the the batons and everything. Daredevil supremacy is coming to the MCU. Uh, I'm very excited for She-Hulk now. Like the first trailer, I was like, all right, this looks like pretty funny. Like this, it's supposed to be a courtroom comedy. This trailer got me stoked. 
for us to be breaking down this show. Yeah, it's 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 insane. It's it's kind of, it's just really crazy to think. And it's awesome how popular Daredevil truly is, and I think it's showing because the internet seems pretty united in the terms of that we are very eager to get more Daredevil content. He's, he's a fan favorite superhero, and I will gladly eat up any content you give me, uh, Charlie Cox as Daredevil, because Kyle and I have very much enjoyed covering that show. Very excited. We're not done with Daredevil. Uh, but next up on the and announcement, <laughs> but wait, there's more next up on the announcement list. Dylan is another show. You and I are very pumped about that. Got a new logo rebrand once again, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. streaming spring 2023 secret invasion. Yeah. Now, that's, that's one of the teams that one for a while too. And they showed kind of a teaser slash first look at it at comic-con Everyone who tweeted about it said, this show looks dark. This is not the Nick Fury you remember. I'm, you and I are both stoked about this. And once, you know, I think winter 2022 rolls around, you and I are going to be doing a lot of predictions of who we think are going to end up being scrolls, who are going to be real. Uh, we're excited for Secret Invasion and the hashtag scroll watch. Yeah. It's gonna be cool to see like what care what characters are actually scrolls and who and Liam and whatnot. And now that the mutants are alive. alive and well, a lot of people thinking Quake might be in uh, Secret Invasion from the Inhumans. I love it. Uh, we got first look at the logo for your 2023 birthday present, present Dylan. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three coming to theaters May 5th, 2023. We've had this conversation. I usually get a good movie on my birthday or the day before. You got some good ones coming over the next couple of years. Just in my history, dude. Yeah. I've had quite a few crazy bangers released on my birthday. Uh, Marvel Studios Echo, streaming summer 2023, will feature Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, Daredevil, and Kingpin in this show. Vincent D'Onofrio. That's a man that I love to watch act. Very excited for Echo. Uh, And then, Dylan, this one I know you're very excited about. Loki Season 2, streaming summer 2023. Yeah, to me, that's one of the best shows I've actually watched in life. Not even uh, even Marvel. I very much enjoyed that show. Can't wait. (laughs) And I believe Season 3 was confirmed as well. So, got more Loki on the way. They can do whatever they want in that show because they time travel. Yep. Got a date for a new one and a logo. This was teased at Comic-Con 2019. They brought our mans out on stage. And then the only the only thing we've heard from him is his voice at the end of Eternals. Blade in theaters, November 3rd, 2023. Right around election season. We did it, Joe. We did it. We got Blade. Blade's coming to the big screen, November 3rd, 2023. That if you want to read about a darker like comic superhero, uh, that's that's your guy. Hello, Midnight Suns. Um, we got our first look at this next character, which is one of the show's probably top two, and it ain't two that I'm excited for most, uh, simply because I own their first appearance comic book, Ironheart, streaming yeah. fall 2023. 
got our first look at Riri Williams in the Wakanda Forever trailer, uh, kind of paralleling Tony Stark in a cave with a box of scraps, uh, <laughs> smashing out the Iron Heart. Uh, I'm so excited for this show. Knowing her story from the comics and the the ability of what they're going to be able to do with Riri Williams in the MCU looking like her suit's going to be made out of vibranium I'm pumped for Ironheart I mean you can't go wrong with the new Iron Man Mark V whatever she's going to call it suit I'm all for it <laughs> uh, Dylan as we know it was Agatha all along and streaming winter 2023 the show previously known, formerly known as Agatha House of Harkness, is now Agatha Coven of Chaos, coming winter 2023, another top three show that I am stoked about. That one's going to be interesting. That one, will, I'll either very much enjoy that show or I probably won't like it. There'll be no, there'll be no middle ground. I'm very pumped for, for more Catherine Hahn as Agatha Harkness, and I think Coven of Chaos gives us a bit of a, a look into that being multiple witches around. Hello, Elizabeth Olsen. Welcome back to your TV screens. It could be even multiple Agathas with the way the MCU is. Yes. We're all, you know. Dylan, uh, 2024 is still a ways away, but your birthday gift that year, coming May 3rd, 2024, Captain America New World Order in theaters may 3rd 2024 i like how that i saw an article for that they had to like do something like a new actor will be playing captain america and it's like wow no shit no shit <laughs> go back and listen to all of our uh, falcon winter soldier breakdowns and you'll find out who it is uh it's almost like they rid off <laughs> other captain america Crazy. i'm i'm excited about this one to see anthony mackie in full-blown movie captain america mode well she and... was a full-blown lead like lead yeah in a... In the triple A, like, you know what I mean? Like a movie, like an action movie. And I think we find out if Old Man Cap's on the moon or not. I think he'll definitely be on there. They did that for a reason, whether it's going to be story-driven or maybe Chris Evans still wanted to keep his toes in the water. You know what I mean? Didn't yeah, because we did have movie. that rumored project of him wanting to come back for two more Cap movies and one of them being, uh, you know, him teaming up with... with uh, Wolverine. This fall, Captain America takes on the nursery home. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> uh, the next one, the one we got all types of giddy about. Marvel Studios, Daredevil, Born Again, an original series starring Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio, streaming spring 2024 on Disney+. Plus. So I'm so excited about this one. I haven't even like looked into it. Do you know and tell the people listening, is it going to take off or take place like after the show? What's it doing? So I think there's a lot of pieces to put together with this. Born Again, I think, is a play on, you know, Daredevil coming back, obviously. Born Again on Disney+. Plus. It's a nice little middle finger to Netflix. Um, there is the, the Daredevil Born Again run of the comics. And I have a theory for where it's placed on the release dates that it is going to kind of play into what happened in season three, especially since Kingpin's going to be back. We all know how season three ended with bullseye on that operating table. Um, 
Dylan, I don't know if you saw this, though. Daredevil Born Again. 18 episodes. We, we riot. We ride at dawn, brothers and sisters. Uh, most episodes of any Disney Plus show, original content-wise, ever. It's almost like they know that Daredevil's a good superhero, and they want to like give him the quality that he deserves. Hundred percent, Dylan. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know. I think it is strategic of why Daredevil is coming out spring 2024, because. Hitting theaters July 26th, 2024, is my baby. The Thunderbolts movie coming to the big screen. Yes, you've been preaching for that for a while as well. Been talking about that since uh, our boy Zemo came back. Uh, I I think Bullseye has a good shot at being in the Thunderbolts. All right, Tim, full hats on. Put them on. Hit the like hit the conspiracy theory music. <laughs> Being that it's 18 episodes for Daredevil Born Again, it's street level. That's where we've seen Val mostly. Lu- Julia louis Drivers' character, obviously. Um, I think she could go and recruit Bullseye to be part of her ragtag MCU Suicide Squad unit with U.S. Agent, with Yelena Belova, with Yelena. potentially... Agatha Harkness with somebody like Ghost with Abomination. I think Bullseye makes tons of sense to be in the Thunderbolts. We we both agreed we love the actor who played Bullseye, yeah. so we want to see him back. And the Thunderbolts being on the big screen is massive. We just don't know who they're going to be going up against. Because yeah. Marvel's never really done a villain protagonist project really ever. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's going to be interesting to see how they spin it. If they shield them, shield us rather and make them seem, what if they sword us? Yeah. I hope they don't shield us. I hope they make it like a TV mature kind of, or close to mature and actually let us enjoy like a bad guy's point of view. It's the same thing, which also this product's owned by Disney. It's the same thing with Star Wars. Like I would kill to get like a Sith or a dark side of the like actual like view from a show or a movie standpoint. You could probably agree with that as well. So mm-hmm. I want that. I want to experience that with Marvel, you know. And especially, I think there's more of a possibility for it since it's a movie and not a show. Exactly. And so I think I that plays a big part. And obviously we're going to see Zemo in the Thunderbolts as well. Um, Dylan hitting theaters November 8th, 2024, kicking off phase six of the MCU, the fantastic four, which confirmed by Kevin Feige will not be an origin story movie. And they haven't confirmed the actors or actresses yet. Correct. Correct. Although our good pal, Jim Halpert, John Krasinski was on Jimmy Fallon last night, as we record this on Wednesday, he was on on Tuesday night, uh, playing around with the, you know, the Marvel darts. Oh, Jimmy, I'm going to tell you. And uh, trying to dance around the rumors that both he and his wife, Emily Blunt, will be Reed Richards and Sue Storm in the Fantastic Four. 
to get the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I hope it's true. I've only been saying that for like We've been saying now. it forever. Even <laughs> from before we started this podcast, we've been talking about John Krasinski being Mr. Fantastic. And I think it would be even better with Emily Blunt as Sue Storm. Uh, well, it makes sense you, to marry in real life. Hope, I hope they have chemistry on screen. And did you see the rumors, Dylan, that came out while you were in Canada of who is allegedly playing Ben Grimm in the Fantastic Four? This is The Rock. <laughs> uh, it is not the rock but i think you will be very excited about this one gotcha. so there were rumors swirling around that one jason siegel will be playing ben Grimm, aka you know, the thing i could see that because it's kind of it's a little more of a comedic role it's comedic there's a little more cgi to it when he transforms into the thing yeah I'm here for it, and it's another member of the How I Met Your Mother cast in the MCU <laughs> joining Colby Smulders. That's true. It's just they're 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 growing. They're growing. Uh, so I would like you know if if that's your say that's three of your four: John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, and Jason Segel. Who would you want your Human Torch to be? I think either I think Zac Efron. You think that's who they'll tab? I think Zac Efron, unless they want to go a different route. I think Human Torch has to be a younger actor than the other three. So yeah. If you want to, if you want to be kind of comic book accurate, so I'm assuming it's going to be a a, a dude in like his early 30s, maybe 35 at the oldest, but like a young 35. You know, he like looks young. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a younger guy. It could even be a guy in his 20s. You know what I mean? So it, that opens up the possibility for a lot. Because I was thinking this, because I don't know if they'll do the fan theory cast for Miles Morales of. Uh, our boy Caleb McLaughlin, aka Lucas from Stranger Things, yeah. Um, simply because he is getting older, um, and I don't know when they want to start the Miles Morales origin in the live action MCU. Yeah, I wouldn't hate seeing Lucas as you know Caleb McLaughlin as the Human Torch. Yeah, if they want to, yeah, no, I I wouldn't hate that either. I, I think he's a little too young. I, I think they I think they should go with an actor who is already like I would say closer to my age or maybe a little bit younger like 24 just because the human torch as we know is like an arrogant because he'll uh, be Caleb McLaughlin for reference will be 21 this October all right well then maybe it depends, so by 2024 it'll be past his birthday through so he'll be like 24 25 by the time the I movie guess- comes out I guess that you could, I guess I could see that then. It just has to be someone who doesn't look like a complete baby in the face. Yeah. But they also have to be old, old enough where they can play off like a a uh, a doucher. Essentially. Yeah. The next film is another birthday present for you, Dylan. Oh my god. The next big Avengers movie, Avengers: The Kang Dynasty, coming to theaters May second, twenty twenty five. The month of May, I get treated with a lot of uh, a lot of movies. A lot of movies for me. I'm kidding. Three three years in a row for your birthday, Dylan. You will have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Captain America: New World Order, and Avengers: The Kang Dynasty. Yes, sir. I'm very excited. I'm also very excited, people, because my family just got home and they brought my dinner. So, hey, oh, 
grab that. Kyle, keep talking, obviously. I'm not going to go anywhere. I just want everyone to know that I'm about to be showering down on delicious Italian food. So be jealous. And then be the last jealous. project that they announced, Avengers Secret Wars. In theaters, November 7th, 2025. No directors announced for this one. There is a director announced for the Kang Dynasty. And it will be uh, somebody familiar with the MCU, Dylan. And I'm sure you'll enjoy this a lot. Uh, it is the director from Shang-Chi. I saw that and I'm very excited that they went with that director. Because Shang-Chi is one of my favorite movies in recent years from Marvel. So, uh, Destin Daniel like Cretton is the, nice. the director for the Kang Dynasty. And I like um, the fighting in that movie. The, the overwhelming speculation is that the Russo brothers will come back to direct Secret Wars and add that as like their, their trilogy of, of Marvel projects uh, with the Avengers, which 100% down for that. I mean, Secret Wars is going to be massive. Um, but those are the Marvel projects that were announced with dates, with everything uh, at Comic-Con. And then, obviously, November 11th, 2022, we got our first trailer, our first look at Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is arguably one of the most emotional trailers we've gotten for a movie in a very long time, Super obviously, emotional. with the passing of Chadwick. That. Um, a lot of rumors swirling around about the way that the trailer was produced, um, especially that ending part, Dylan, when the music from Kendrick Lamar cuts from when I wake up and we get the claw of the new Black Panther suit. A lot of rumors swirling around that that could be one Eric Killmonger in the Black Panther suit. That's what I initially thought too that he was going to be the new uh, Killmonger. Jesus, he was already already that the new Black Panther. I, I kind of wouldn't be mad about that because I personally still feel like he's not dead. Obviously, with the rumor, uh, how do you feel about that? I completely agree because remember, all the way back in Black Panther one, uh, Killmonger was buried at sea. He wanted his body put out to sea. We're getting involved with the Atlanteans with Namor. It obviously, involves the ocean. I feel like part of the conflict could be that the Atlanteans found Killmonger's body. And we obviously saw to bring T'Challa back. They needed his body to feed him the heart-shaped herb and everything. You might need Killmonger's body to do the same thing. And that's their way to bring him back. Um, and I think, you know, T'Challa's mom in her very passionate and from the soul speech that she gives in this trailer... She talks about how she is, you know, the ruler of the most powerful, uh, you know, kingdom on on Earth, and her entire family is gone. Well, yes, T'Chaka and T'Challa are gone, but where's Shuri? I think at that point, when she's giving that speech, Shuri might be, you know, in the ancestral plane somehow, going and grabbing her cousin to bring him back to life. Sorry about that, folks. I have successfully transferred. And Kyle, I do agree with you about well, that speech. A was powerful, and B, I think she's also going to be in the planes because at some point she's going to have a much bigger role in Marvel. Well, not, yeah, we kind of know that. And I'm really just kind of excited. Well, I say excited, but like obviously no one can replace Chadwick. But I'm I'm happy they're not like 
doing it a different way, if, if that makes sense. If yeah. going away, it seems fair to everyone. Um, I know there is a lot of, you know, debate online about, you know, whether, you know, Chadwick wanted T'Challa recast or not. Um, either way, I think this movie, it gave me chills watching the trailer. I think everything with Namor looks phenomenal. Um, they are actually going to be switching a little bit of the, uh, you know, continuity from the comics into the MCU, Dylan. So Namor will awesome. be the the ruler of Talokan, uh, I believe is how it's pronounced, instead of Atlantis in the MCU. Uh, okay. And that connects Namor to uh, more of an Aztec background, um, which I think is very cool. And we've seen that a lot in Phase 4 with a lot of the connections to the afterlife, a lot of connections to gods, uh, especially for those of you who have seen Thor Love and Thunder trailers or the actual movie well trailers or the actual movie we've obviously seen you know all that pantheon of of gods in the trailers and everything so it's a big centralized part of phase four um so i kind of like that and it kind of gives the mcu a little bit more freedom to play around with the character of namor uh and they can kind of diverge from the comics a little bit yeah, no. Um, I hope you guys like watching a man eat Italian food if you're watching YouTube. It's an Italian <laughs> mukbang. It's ASMR. No, um, no. So yeah, no. I I really don't mind when they change characters. We talked about this. We talked about this before. Like it's okay to take like some like liberties and yes. um, changing it to also fit like a reoccurring theme like of different like gods, backgrounds. Like it, it makes sense. So if you're if you're upset about that, which I've seen people upset, like you're kind of missing the point, I guess. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. And now, Dylan, the nine projects that we've gotten confirmed, but were not announced at San Diego Comic Con 2022, are the following: Deadpool three, which we know is currently being written and worked on. Uh, And you and I are very excited about that one. Of course. Uh, There's the untitled sequel for Shang-Chi. Also excited about that. Untitled Halloween special, which everybody and their mother knows is going to be Werewolf by Night. Uh, Spider-Man 4. Armor Wars. We did not get anything on at Comic-Con. That's going to be the show with, John. what's his face, Don Cheadle, right? Yes. And what we assume will be the power broker as well, whether that's and, Sharon Carter or Kingpin, John Bernthal, who I believe has been confirmed for Daredevil Born Again. Yes. Uh, we also did not get any news on the untitled Wakanda series that we talked about, I think, last year. Um, there is an Okoye series that has been confirmed, but we don't know if that's also the Wakanda series, if those are the same thing or not. Yeah, they Um Wonder Man, obviously a relatively new announcement that's been confirmed that will also be directed by uh, Destin Daniel Cretton. Um, And then Nova. We didn't get anything on as well, but that is confirmed. Nova's Um, a movie or is it a show? I believe it's a movie? I could be wrong. I just know that they're doing something with Nova. I'm Ron Burgundy? 80% of the time it works every time. That was going to be my quote in the yearbook, but they changed it. <laughs> now I have uh, some Matthew Wilder like inspirational quote. It, was, it wasn't me. <laughs> so those nine projects, we didn't really get anything on, but you and I are both of the belief that I think with Deadpool 3, Shang-Chi sequel movie, Halloween special, 
Armor Wars, either of the Wakanda projects, whether it's the Untitled Series or Okoye, Wonder Man Nova, we could all get some sort of stuff on that at D23. It's a pretty good uh, list of in uh, September like, of movies or shows they haven't like you know they claimed but haven't shown us yet. That's a pretty yeah. decent little little list right there. And obviously, Spider Man Four is a Sony type thing, so we don't know what that will be. But the uh, anime, the other projects, I feel like we'll get some sort of idea on at D twenty three. The only other things we didn't really get announcements on are any other X Men slash mutant stuff outside of X Men ninety seven. Um. We didn't get anything on Young Avengers, which a lot of people are speculating they might be who the Thunderbolts are going up against, Ooh. which would be very fun, because um, that combines a, a big-time <laughs> double whammy of brand for this podcast. That makes sense. In, in, in the comic, it makes sense, because if Thunderbolts won, per se, right? Or maybe yeah. they were getting challenged. It makes sense, because if the Thunderbolts step in and basically act as the Avengers for a little bit, and some of them even go as far as you can hear my dog in the background. This Miller is always trying to steal the show. Um, some of them even go as like Zemo. I, th- I forget what his alias is, but Zemo disguises himself as a superhero just to gain attention from the people. So my point is, you never know with that. Yes. Um, so that was San Diego Comic Con from a Marvel perspective, which is something we massively talk about on this show, obviously. Um, Dylan, of the projects that were announced before we move on to our, our Gray Man review, I'll list them off again so we have them fresh in our brain. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which they also gave a look at at Comic-Con. That is the first part of Phase 5. There's that guy. Our theory, they just randomly interject so we don't forget about him. <laughs> that starts Phase 5. Also, for the people at home, too, Wakanda Forever ends Phase 4. Um... So Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Echo, Loki Season 2, The Marvels, uh, which comes out July 28th, 2023, Blade, Ironheart, Agatha Coven of Chaos, Daredevil Born Again, Captain America New World Order, Thunderbolts, She-Hulk, X-Men 97, Marvel Zombies, what if season two, Spider-Man freshman year, and I am Groot? What would you say your top three projects that you are most excited about are? I got you. I know. I was actually just thinking when you were naming those, I was like, "Holy crap!" I had like two or two, two to four, way too much. You said three, and I was like, "Perfect." Um, <laughs> so, Guardians of the Galaxy, my birthday, uh, Blade, and Loki. I think mine will go. Obviously, I gotta, I gotta go. Thunderbolts. That's my, that's my bread and butter right there. That was my, that was my four, arguably. That was up there. Um, I think Daredevil: Born Again is is in there for me. Um, and then it's kind of a toss up between the emotional connection I have for Ironheart, knowing the comics so well, mm-hmm. and Agatha Coven of Chaos because I think the title switch up has my brain running a million miles a minute from well, House of Harkness. There's many, many more magic users. Right. So I think that switch is like the, the mindset of that show for me. Um, I'm always going to be pumped for Loki. I think what they did with season one is incredible and seeing like the 
the set shots we've gotten so far from season two, like they're in front of a McDonald's for crying out loud. Um, I know. <laughs> what are they gonna? They're, they're gonna crash Michael Keaton's The Founder movie. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. My name is Loki. Can I take your order? <laughs> um, I mean, I think Comic Con put in perspective where the MCU is heading. And I think you and I, who are very deep into the lore and everything of the comics and the shows and movies, kind of had an idea. But now that it's laid out there for our eyeballs to see, yes, sir. we are in the roller coaster ready to go. Uh, no, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. Um, I hope we get similar to Thanos. I hope like I hope uh, Kang is the big bad, but I hope I hope we get an even bigger bad in terms of like Galactus or something going forward. Um, I think it's gonna be Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom as well. I was gonna add him. I was gonna say that one of those two. Um, Kang will be a placeholder, and no, not to him. It's just I think the, I, of... I think both of them are kind of gonna run rampant. Um, I don't think we're going to see Dr. Doom really pop up until later 2023, um, leading into like Fantastic Four and then Secret Wars. Kang, I think, is going to have Phase 5 on his back, and we're going to see Kang throughout damn near all of these projects. Well, the cool thing about Kang is, right, you can have a movie and you and I as the lead protagonist can kill him, so to speak, and it doesn't matter because there's an infinite amount of him that knows how to traverse the universe. Until you get to one Nathaniel Richards in the year thirty, the thirty thirty one or whatever it is, and yeah, some find the source. Year. Find yeah. the source. Um, but yeah, I think you know Kevin Feige on the record saying there's nobody else he'd want you know with the MCU on their back than Jonathan Majors. So I'm excited. And you and I both, when we saw him in Loki, were blown away. One from not expecting him to show up so soon. And two, just the performance he put on as uh, He Who Remains slash Kang. So, Phase 5 and Phase 6 are coming. Phase 6 is still very much wide open as well. Yeah, that, I can't I can't wait. Uh, I, I was kind of complaining about Marvel uh, before we left. Rightfully so, the CGI is taking a dip. And, um, but it seems like they have this next phase or phases planned out relatively space-based apart. So, as long as they stick to that don't rush things and you know maybe give the cgi people a raise i don't know you're a bazillion dollar company uh i'm all i'm all back aboard as of now i'm I'm on the roller coaster of the train very excited for the the direction the mcu is going uh we're gonna now review netflix's new movie the gray man uh but before we get into it uh i do want to let the people know dylan i saw nope this weekend Oh, how was that? Like it was fantastic. Jordan Peele is a genius. I See, love. I loved. I loved his first movie was Get Out, right? Yes, it was Get Out, then Us, and then. Yeah, I didn't Nova. like Us as much. I like Get Out. Us was kind of like. I haven't seen. Like... Oddly enough, I haven't seen Get Out. I have to watch that still. I don't know why I haven't seen it, but I did see Us, and I really liked Us. I think Lupita was a rock star in Us. Um nope don't uh, for the people at home no spoilers just don't go into that movie thinking that because it's jordan peele it's going to be a horror film there's horror elements and like scary shit in it but i wouldn't classify it really as a horror film so don't go into it i was looking at it more like a dark comedy 
there's definitely some funny moments in it. Like I went with DJ when he was here and there were moments where like we were the only ones in the theater laughing, but like there's some like quick hit one-liners that are like what the fuck. Um okay. it, it it really like blew my mind cuz it was a it was like everything in that movie I was not expecting at all. And I loved that about it. Kiki Palmer was fantastic. Daniel Kaluuya is one of my favorite actors of all time. He continues to dazzle. Um I'm just bummed that, you know, Daniel Kaluuya won't be in Black Panther Wakanda forever because he's going to be conflicted. on Barney, though. Yup. Uh, but yeah, Nope was fantastic. Go see it if you haven't. Um, really, really awesome installment in the Jordan Peele universe of movies. But Dylan, let's get into The Gray Man on Netflix. Dropped this weekend. Um, yeah. Spy movie. CIA When the CIA's top asset, his identity known to no one uncovers agency secrets he triggers a global hunt by assassins set loose by his ex-colleague starring ryan gosling anna de armas chris evans reggae jean page julia butters danush the whole nine yards it was an interesting movie like i'll say the action was pretty good but directed the by the russo brothers as well the plot, I spoke to Swaff suddenly, by the way, folks. <laughs> a tactical error was made. Um, no, I just think the plot was a little all over the place. Like, the, the j- jumping around was probably the biggest bugaboo. It is a movie that you really have to be locked in for. Um, yeah. It is, like Dylan said, it jumps around a lot from, like, different locations, which they do a good job of showing you where they're going, because it pops up on the screen every single yeah, time. Yeah, physically you see where you're going, but like contextually, like plot-wise, you're like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, it was tough to really like conceptualize how much jumping around was really going on. Um, I personally really enjoyed the big three in this movie and how they were, they were cast. Seeing Chris Evans in a different light was very, very fun as kind of the douchebag quote-unquote villain. Uh, yeah, definitely villain in that. Ryan Gosling, I thought, was sensational. Um, his character was really, really well done. Uh, and I thought Anna de Armas was really great, too. And I think Julia Butters was was fantastic, as well as the, the younger kid. Um, yeah. Overall, I mean, for a Netflix movie, it's right now uh, sitting at Netflix's second most popular movie of 2022. Um, it had a $200 million budget, so I think... Visually wise and action wise, it lived up, if not surpassed that budget. Um, yeah. The only movies that beat uh, the Gray Man are Red Notice and The Adam Project. So far on Netflix, so it's doing a it's doing really well on Netflix, which you and I both have said they need to put out stuff like this. They have to do more banger OG content or else they're going to yes. fall behind. And I think this is a movie that you might need multiple watches for just to really conceptualize the plot. Like Dylan and I said, it jumps around a lot, so you have to All be like locked place. in. Um, and yeah. that's not just through Windows. Um, <laughs> 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 but I think the acting was really good. Like, it, it wasn't, like, kind of, like, a hokey type of movie. Like, I think the acting was pretty well done for the most part. 
I think the the action and the fight sequences and you know the explosions and you know that kind of stuff was really good. You brought up a point though, Dylan, that like you know if you're a spy CIA type operative movie, you got to really stand out um, since there is it's not really like a niche thing uh, anymore with the types of you know James Bonds. Uh, you know, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible, stuff like that. That's out there. The Jack Reacher series, yeah, had several actors reprise that role. I think this movie did a good job plot-wise of kind of separating from that a bit. I think the actors were great selections for the roles. It's also based on a book, so yeah, take that into consideration when you watch it. Yeah, source material. There is a book that had source material for it. I think the Russo brothers, almost anything they touch is gold. Um, but like you and I said, I think the biggest thing is the jumping around really is tough to follow since it is so much. Like we, we've watched stuff that's jumped around a bunch yeah. um, across the board. And, you know, there's some that's good. There's some that's bad. I don't think it was necessarily bad. It was just a lot to handle when you go into watching something for the first time and don't really expect that. Yeah. And it's usually spy movies either do one of two things. They come off as like an action movie and it's just, you plug in, you know, you sit down, you watch, you leave game over, or it's like the mission impossible trope early on. Like it's a more detective-y like betrayal backstabbing. This one plays more on the straight action there's plot, obviously, like Kyle said, but the plot's not, in itself, the plot's not too confusing. It just physically changes locations and it doesn't do a good enough job visually representing that in terms of like, or balancing, I guess, the bouncing for me. <clears throat> but there's a, there's a review on Rotten Tomatoes that I think takes a bit of how we're feeling uh, from Dark Sky Lady on Rotten Tomatoes. Thank you, um, Dark Sky Lady. They go on to say here, um, full review is available as well, but it says the film's misplaced weak dialogue. I don't know if the dialogue was weak per se, um, combined with too many jump cuts for action sequences make, makes the gray man feel like a generic cross between the Marvel universe and John wick. Well, when you're dealing with the Russo brothers who, their biggest claim to fame are the two biggest Marvel, uh, Marvel movies slash movies of all time. You're going to get some Marvel in there. Um, we all know the traditional big four sports and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. They'll go on to say that is not to say the film is horrible, but it's not good. I also wouldn't say that it's not good. I think it's an enjoyable movie to watch. Um, I would say it's not great. Like, it's not, like, going to blow you away. It's not going to win yeah. so, Best Picture Oscar. So, but uh, I think I'm, it's a very good yeah. movie. 
So I'm giving it literally to, to put that into terms because if you're watching the show, you hopefully listen to Kyle and I and watch us. So I, in, in scale of one to ten, right? Me personally, I'm not giving it like any a high score. I'm not giving it like Kyle said. I'm not giving it like a one or two because for me, if you if you rate a movie, right, a one to a three means it is literal dog shit. Like that's like so bad. And a four and a five still pretty bad. And like a five, like if you give a movie a five, that's saying it's bad and not watchable. So to me, excuse me, a six and up is like the lowest, you know, going the highest you can go to tell, to say to an audience, like this movie was like dietable. It's, it's good enough to sit down and watch like once through, you're not going to get up and like leave disgusted. You might not. So that's why for me, I'm giving it like a 6.1, 6.2. Was it great? No. Was it enjoyable as an action film? Yes. You know, that's that's where I stand as, as a film. That's no knock to any of the actors. It's a big, like, guys being dudes type of movie. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's, kinda, it's, it's, it's like watching the Mortal Kombat movie. I knew it wasn't a good movie. I wanted to see people get their, like, heads ripped off. Which DJ and I talked about it last week. Marvel Kombat, uh, Mortal Kombat is getting a sequel. Um, there you go. It, did, so, it did really well. 6.2, your official score for The Gray Man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and now everybody also has to know, this is the first movie we've done for 2022 on our ranking scale. Movie and show rankings are a little bit different. So 6.2 movie for Dylan is going to be different than if he gave a show a 6.2. And I might like it more when I watch it again. Like Kyle said, this is a movie that you might have to watch more than once because quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I think, I think we might have, you know, if we watch it again, uh, a redo of our rating simply yeah. because we went into this movie not knowing what to expect. And now that we know what to expect, we can kind of get a more justified ranking for it. Uh, I enjoy it. I, like I said, I think Ryan Gosling was really good in this movie. I thought Chris Evans as a villain was very interesting and a fun perspective yeah, uh, for him as an actor. So I enjoyed that a lot. And I thought Anna de Armas' character was really, really fun as well. Um, I like the old man as well that Ryan Gosling was connected to. That's uh, um, Billy Bob Thornton, right? His name, the I think so, name? yeah. Um, so, I mean, I enjoyed it. I think, like like we said, there's a lot of jumping around that makes it kind of difficult to follow. Um, but for the most part, very enjoyable. I'm going to give this bad boy a 7.3 out of 10. Um, which, like I said, movie-wise, show-wise, very different. Um, yeah. a 7.3 movie is pretty damn good. A 6.2 movie is still pretty damn good. Yeah, I think anything that falls yeah. below that 50% threshold for a movie is when you start questioning, like, what did we just watch? Uh, and for a show, I think if it falls below the 70%, it's like, eh, is it worth watching? Um, so very different scale, but 7.3 plus a 6.2 divide that bad boy by two gives it a 6.8 out of 10. Oh, which so close. Almost nice. Um, but I think a 6.8 out of 10 on Rotten Tomatoes or anything, people are still going to be like, oh, I'm going to you know take a Saturday, not doing anything. I'll pop this on. Um, yeah. So I think very good. And I think on next view around, Dylan and I might get to the point where this movie reaches like a mid-7. Yeah. I might not get to 7, but I guarantee you I'll probably, I'll probably bump it up to at least like a 6.4. It's my five because I'll actually understand what's going on. Yeah. So the gray man overall, we both agree. Definitely worth watching. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed I would a say, lot. 
definitely put it on once. You have to see if you like it kind of thing. Yeah, if you're into the spy, CIA, thriller type stuff, you'll really enjoy it. Um, which is typically not my cup of tea movie either. Um, that's not I what I like. Only dabble go with towards Mr. Mr. Bond for spies because it's just so cliche. Oh, so that, I agree. I enjoyed it for what it was, and I'm excited to watch it again to kind of go in full perspective mode and be like, okay, this is what I'm watching. Uh, I watched now... it again for end of the end of the day, Armis. <laughs> <laughs> and now, Dylan, let's get into everybody's favorite segment. It is the streaming platform, Multiverse News and Notes, brought to you by those good peeps, our homies, over at Pickup. You guys can go to playpickup.com, start playing the hottest headlines in sports, rack up points on your fan profiles, cash them in for prizes on the Pickup Marketplace. That's playpickup.com. Dylan, you brought up Star Wars earlier and how you wanted to see some different perspectives on things. Well, Lucasfilm has reportedly trademarked three titles for Star Wars projects. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, really? Like, what happened today? Yes, this happened about an hour ago. <laughs> what are the odds of me saying that? Are you ready for these three titles? Go for it. The Galactic Circle, The Great really... Circle, That's what? and Circle of Resistance. What the fuck's up with circles? <laughs> I, 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 I am happy, don't... Anyone listening, I'm... Being somewhat facetious, but like, why do they all have circle in the name? Yeah. It's a circle. You gotta draw it so the uh, the uh, man bear, the the sea pig or sea bear doesn't get you. And then the there fourth one will be the circle of life featuring Simba with a lightsaber. Oh my god, I thought there actually was a fourth one called Circle. That's great. <laughs> and you can also go watch The Circle on Netflix. Uh... Oh man. Dylan, Miss Minutes is confirmed to return in Loki Season 2. Quote from the the lovely and amazing Tara Strong. She's in it. I know that. I think you had to have her again because, like... Howdy, partner. She's a legend in her own self. And we I both, know ag- if they we both agree that we think Miss Minutes might be a Kang variant. Yeah, she has to be something, dude. She's too, uh, she's too creepy to be, like, just, 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 just there. Yes. Uh, you're gonna love this because we love when we uh, we find out that superstars are hashtag online. Uh, Miss Marvel star Iman Vellani says she uses burner accounts to argue with fans. No way. Quote: I'm like, you don't even know what's coming, man. You're so wrong. It's so liberating. I think more celebrities have burners than they realize. It's amazing. I'm kind of of here for it now. Like next time I like read someone defending something that I don't like, I'm like, hmm, this could be that very person in that project. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Dylan, are you excited for this next announcement, Dylan? Uh, Hey, Dylan, uh, season six of Rick and Morty premieres September 4th, Dylan. That wasn't that bad, Kyle. Um, Oh, geez. I can't do that. Oh, Rick. Oh, geez, Rick. Dude. The episode you've watched all Rick and Morty, right? I have not. Oh my god! I've seen, just... I've like watched it when it comes on on like uh, Cartoon Network and everything, but I've never watched it like start to finish. Okay, so 
the, my favorite episode, and anyone listening, you'll know. I'm, I'm but I have been playing Rick and Morty D and D. Started my campaign. Oh, how 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 is that? It's very fun. Very, very fun. We've recorded both sessions, so they will be turned into... Who, who are you playing with it? Uh, so it is myself, uh, Kendall Bryant, who is my boss from Buna's uh, daughter, Kara Bermudez, friend of the program and was also in Buna's theater department, uh, Sarah Santiago, another Buna Drama Club alum, and Sarah's partner, Sam, who is our dungeon master, and they have done a fantastic job as the DM. Is, so are you the only noob there? As the, as the uh, there are three noobs. That's awesome, Kyle. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm getting so excited. I'm not even chewing first before I talk. <laughs> you know, but seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for you. So what's your favorite episode of Rick and Morty, Dylan? I can't describe it in length because we'll get flagged for so many things. Um, But, okay, so... I'll, it's, uh, Morty, <laughs> Morty is a teenage boy. Remember how you felt when you were a teenage boy. I'll leave it at that. His mom works for horses. Like, not, not for horses, she's a horse, horse doctor. doctor. There's a machine that helps ease and alleviate, I guess, a horse's stress and also to breed horses like you do in real life. And Morty sees that machine and his eyes go like this. And it cuts to him on top of a, on top of his roof, and he's like drinking like sangria, probably like juice. And he's like, "Ooh, Morty, you're a dirty dog. You're a sleazeball." And uh, yeah, you can imply what happens, but then uh, Rick uses horse stuff to help his ingredients, not knowing that uh, <laughs> Morty contributed to that. And then everything goes wrong. I think I have so, seen that episode now that like you've described it. And it's incredibly funny and stupid. Uh, Dil- <laughs> releasing in December, Dylan, on Netflix, we got the first trailer of Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, starring Gregory Mann, Ewan McGregor, Finn Wolfhard, Kate Blanchett, Tilda Swinton, and John Turturro. I'm just going to say it, dude. That like Pinocchio looks low-key frightening. Very scary. Uh, I love the cast, though. Loaded cast. Mm-hmm. Um, which is exciting. Um, let's see what else we have here. I just realized I'm eating my salad after I ate my pasta and chicken, so I don't know if that's the proper way to do it. If you want to judge me accordingly, roast me in the comments. Uh, Extraction 2 releases on Netflix in 2023. That's the, uh, Hemsworth one, correct? Yes. I have not watched that yet. Um, let's see here. Uh, quote from Ashton Kutcher on returning for hashtag that 90s show. Uh, we're only in the position that we're in because of that show. We just went back and had fun for a week. It was so random and fun. How long is that show? Uh, I'm not sure. I know it's going to be on Netflix, but it's the entire original cast outside of Hyde for obvious reasons. Yeah, we don't talk about that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's see here. Pedro Pascal on The Mandalorian Season 3, Dylan. Quote, if he is stepping into a leadership role, he's reluctant to do so. I don't think there's anything more interesting than a character being forced into discovering what they're capable of. There's so many searchable ways to find the tonality of that. I just tried to achieve the subtleties of that kind of character development. That's actually a really good way to put it, because think about that. What Pedro just described for Din Djarin, his character, 
so many epic tales and i use the word both like in terms of the description and like in terms of describing a story uh how many like countless things kyle are like that you know the people finding who they really are whether it's for the good or the bad of everyone else around them that's to be determined but it's very interesting and it's a a tale that always works and i'm very excited to watch that again uh dylan joseph quinn made his late night with jimmy fallon debut uh i recorded it i still have to watch it um but I saw he got detained. Like, that's what I was going to bring up. <laughs> Joseph Quinn was detained by U.S. immigration until an officer recognized he played Eddie Munson in Stranger Things Season 4. Quote, one of his colleagues looked over at him, looked at me, and said, Leave Eddie alone. Uh, <laughs> the man asked, Do you come back next season? I was like, I don't know. And he said, You better, and gave me my passport. All in elaborate ruse. That border patrol agent, the customs agent, really just wanted to know. He's one of us, folks. <laughs> uh, Dylan, we just did our Gray Man review. Uh, a sequel is in development with Ryan Gosling reprising his role. The Russo brothers will direct, and a spinoff is also in the works from the Deadpool writers. Hmm. So they're building the Gray Man cinematic universe. That's Okay, that's something I want to talk about briefly. You might agree or disagree. Not everything needs its, you know, its own. I was thinking the news. same thing when I saw this news. God, thank you. I was thinking the same exact thing. Not everything needs it. You can have five, three, two movies, and it's not technically universe. It could right. be a storyline that's being like The Godfather. There's no fucking part of my French. I I said the word. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Wee oui, wee. Oui. There's no Godfather universe. It's a three part movie about right. the life of criminals. Right. And a lot of them die because you die in the criminal world and you die in real life. You know what I mean? It's a movie. Bada bing, bada boom. Mr. Worldwide, when I step in the room. Uh, I don't know how you're going to feel about this next piece of news, Dylan, because I don't know if you had, you know, dabbled in these books when we were younger. There is a live action TV series in development at Disney Plus. Stop, 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 stop. If you say, I forget what the name of the book's called, but it has a fucking blue dragon on the front. And that's that was cool. That was cool stuff. I crushed twice. I'm sorry, folks. A live action Aragon TV series is in development at Disney Plus. Let's go! <laughs> uh, Aragon creator Christopher Paolini will serve as co writer and co show runner. They're searching for someone to work alongside him, as Paolini has never written for television before. I think they were, and then it there like got scrapped, movie. or maybe it was a movie, and it just didn't do well. And, and I don't know if Paolini was like on the like production team. Quite a lot of the movies or books that I read as a young child, adult, were made in the terrible movies, like the uh, Alex Ryder series. It's like a spy book. They made that into a movie. Sucked. Um, what was the movie about the author who his like book came to life? Like Inkheart, right? Inkheart, yeah. Inkheart. That I read that series. <laughs> movie they did the Artemis Fowl thing a couple years ago on Disney Plus. We'll see. Again. Dragons yeah. are fun. Uh, Dylan, this is a bit of sad news. Breaking Bad is leaving Netflix on February tenth, twenty twenty five. Get your binging in, folks. That's like mad far from now. <laughs> I feel like it's going to go to HBO Max. For sure. 
NCIS and New Girl are also among the shows leaving the platform over the next few years. Oh, I like New Girl. Uh, you'll like this. We, we dabble in the video game realm, if it makes sense, a bit. Uh, not going to dive into the Star Wars stuff this week because it's a whole mess. You know, the, the High Republic game got delayed until further notice. Uh, but we are getting a Black Panther single-player open-world game that is in development at EA, Dylan. That's really cool. Um, I didn't even know that. The story follows the player character assuming the mantle of Black Panther after the hero's passing. Hmm. wonder what other heroes will be in there. Let's see here. The next bit. I like that, though. I would, I would like a Daredevil video game. Uh, game of Thrones in 4K is coming to HBO Max in August. Hell yeah. I'm so excited to watch the first six seasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon Pereira. Perea, I'm sorry, wants to join the MCU. Specifically as Sam Alexander slash Nova. Quote, who, I need to be that? there. Should I know who this person this actor is? I don't, I'm uh, he is actually in Nope. He's one of the characters in Nope. Uh, I really liked his character a lot. I'm going to see what else he's been in. I'm going to Google this, man. Is it Brandon Pereira? Pereira. P-E-R-E-A. Um, he has also been in the OA. Dance Camp. And, oh, um, he's a pretty boy actor. That's why. And he's relatively new. He's 27 years old. Um, Yo, my, my man's yoked. Said, I hope my performance in Nope movie proves that I can play a Marvel superhero. That's what I want in my career 100%. Good for him. He looks like he's already in shape. After landing the Nope role, Jordan Peele gave him a list of films to watch, including Jaws, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Alien, and No Country for Old Men. Quote, I was like, that's a weird mixture of movies, my man, but I'll watch them and see what's up. Dude, No Country for Old Men is probably my top 10 movies of all time list. So, that's awesome. Um, let's see here. The movie is incredible. If you haven't watched that yet, put that on your list of things to watch. Incredible. Yes, 100% agree. Uh, Reggae John Page joined the cast for Secret Invasion. Just saw him in uh, The Gray Man as well. Um, Marvel Studios says a previous cast list incorrectly also included Reggae John Page, so I don't know if he's actually in it or not. Um, <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> I'll take my clap back. Kevin Feige, after hearing Ryan Gosling wants to play Ghost Rider, Dylan, Ryan's amazing. I would love to find a place for him in the MCU. Ooh, Ryan. Maybe the only reason Ryan took on the spy movie franchise so he could be in Marvel. That would be interesting. It's funny how some actors and directors are, like, literally dying to get an MCU, and you have the... Yeah. Scraces that are like, I don't know if we've talked about this or if you knew this, Dylan. The high, the high evolutionary for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will be played by Chuck Woody Awuji from Peacemaker. Yeah, that's awesome. I didn't know that either. Cool. Apparently, Baby Rocket Raccoon will appear in Guardians Volume Three. So that ten times fast. Maria Bakalova will be Cosmo the Space Dog 
in Guardians Volume 3. Good for her. And we have... Oh, uh, Modoc is confirmed to appear in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Really? Did they say he was playing? There's rumors that the one guy who got, like, messed up in Ant-Man and the Wasp, I believe it was, that when he goes oh, to the Quantum... Oh, Walter Ro- Goggins? Yeah, that he's going to be Modoc. The like his... right? Yeah. Modoc's really smart, though, right? That guy, that guy wasn't that smart. Who knows? Maybe, yeah. maybe he is. Um, let's see here. Anything else outside of all the Marvel stuff we already talked about? Well, there's no DC news because they can't control Ezra Miller. <laughs> Too soon, or... Uh, Elizabeth Olsen will voice the Scarlet Witch in What If Season 2. Awesome. We got a John Wick 4 trailer. Awesome. I, I'm guilty. Guilty pleasure. I like watching that, that series. Uh, they also confirmed that the What If team says Captain Carter from Multiverse Madness isn't the same one from their show. Love it. They said our Captain Carter would have kicked Wanda's ass. Oh, okay. Was not expecting that next to be the follow-up. Uh, House of the Dragon showrunner Ryan Condal says there are 17 dragons in the series. That's someone's job. They probably were like, one, two, three. What's after three? Four. <laughs> we, uh, this has me excited for Black Adam, Dylan. Viola Davis will return as Amanda Waller for Black Adam. Good, because I hate that character, which means the actor is doing a great job. Yes. Literally, if, like, I had Mount Rushmore of, like, comic book, live action, whatever characters I hate. It's 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 Amanda Waller like at the top. Yes. Uh the we talked about this a little bit earlier with Marvel Zombies. The characters that will appear in the show are it includes Ghost, Abomination, Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, Okoye, and Captain America. They're Kate Bishop. Yeah, they're all the zombies, and then Kate Bishop, Yelena Belova, Shung Chi, Miss Marvel, and Jimmy Woo are your your good guys, your protagonists, that will be releasing in 2024, and then Icarus will be half zombie in Marvel Zombies. It's an interesting group of survivors because it's not the most powerful combination they could have went for. Like, nothing against Yelena. At the end of the day, she is she's not a god like some of the other MCU characters, and she doesn't have super serum in her. Yes. And Wong has no superpowers, but he is able to lead a team and do magic tricks. So actually, yeah, he's, he's magic, I guess, technically, if you want to. So uh, the real heavy hitters of that will just be Miss Marvel and Shang-Chi. That's all I was trying to say. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Dylan, I don't know your excitement level for this next bit, but Balrog is back for Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Interesting. Uh, we did get a new trailer for that as well. I'm like so scared about that and the Game of Thrones shows. Both of those are like literally give me cold sweats because they're either gonna be they're either gonna don't laugh they're either gonna be so good or so crap. Uh, the new multiverses game, basically uh, Warner Brothers version of Super Smash Brothers, has arrived. In my brain, I just started downloading that. I just clicked on download. On my did Steam. you see the new characters that will be coming during season one of the game, Dylan? 
no. Uh, so Rick and Morty will be playable characters in the game. Wait, oh my, my game's done here. Just keep going. I can I can see firsthand. And <laughs> LeBron James is being added to multiverses. Uh, has been added uh, as of yesterday, July twenty sixth. LeBron James is in the game from Space Jam. So basically, when I beat someone's ass in the game, I can go. LeBron James, LeBron James, <laughs> LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Uh, and then Dylan, we're also getting in theaters March third, twenty twenty three. Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, a D and D movie. Chris Pine's gonna be in it. Chris Pine, Reggae John Page, Hugh Grant, Michelle Rodriguez, and Sophia Lillis. All starring in Although, the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Unfortunately, and you're gonna laugh, you'll probably agree. We don't want that movie to bomb in the box office. People does not mean it's gonna necessarily suck, but I do think it's gonna not gross what it spends. I just don't see enough people going to see that. I think D and D has gotten big. I just don't know how well. It's, it's not gonna gross like you know. I think it might do more than you think. I hope I'm in wrong. the U.S. because of Stranger Things. But like, it might not be one of those movies that like other countries, if it gets released in China right. or like Russia, etc., they could care less about it probably. And then, uh, speaking of the Mandalorian season three, we'll wrap on this. Carl Weathers confirms Rick Famu uh, Yiwa will direct multiple episodes in the Mandalorian season three. Some call me a teacher, others a terrorist. For perspective, the past episodes that he has directed are Chapter 2, The Child, Chapter 6, The Prisoner, <laughs> the and Chapter 15, The Believer. The Believer? Is Justin Bieber a fan? <laughs> Yo, fun fact, their coffee, some of the coffee companies in Canada, they have a collab, so I was drinking Beeb's Crew the whole time I was there. So, I don't know. I had to, I had to share that. Get off my chest. That's, I, that, that's crazy, though, by the way. Uh, and also, when I saw Nope, Dylan, they gave us our first teaser slash trailer of Oppenheimer. <laughs> oh, I, forgot. I forgot to send you this. So, um, Christopher Nolan's the director of, of that movie, which Correct. I'm very excited for. And he uses practical effects. And there's a meme. It was like Christopher. It was like a, you know, like one of those memes is like written out, like kind of real, like in terms of how it's described. It's so like uh, director Christopher Nolan opted to use a real nuclear device to film. Oppenheimer. <laughs> I was rolling, dude. It's so funny. Oh, I'll also add this in here. Uh, George R. R. Martin says the style of the Game of Thrones animated shows will be similar to Love, Death, Robots on Netflix. That's actually really cool. That I genuinely am excited for that, and not as nervous because I trust if it's going that direction. But George, you might want to focus on writing your book, you old geezer. Um. Also, we brought this up on last week's episode when you weren't here because you were in open old Canada, eh? Uh, I don't know if you saw, Criminal Minds is coming back, Dylan. Kill off or write off one of the characters? Uh, they, they, a bunch of characters are, are gone. They replaced them later on in seasons, but uh, Paramount Plus has ordered the new uh, season, and it looks okay. electric. The plot Scrap synopsis. the electric city. I'll give you the plot synopsis here for it because it's one of those things where you and I were like, oh, how many of these type of shows are going to come out? But I think for a show like this, it makes a ton of sense for them to do it. Um, so in the new series, well, in the, the new season, 
the FBI's elite team of criminal profilers come up against an unsub who has used the pandemic to build a network of other killers. Ooh, real life. And when the world opens back up, the network goes operational and our team must hunt them down. Everybody from season 15 that was involved will be back except for Matthew Gray Goobler, which is hashtag sad. He's not coming back, but everybody else is coming back. I wonder why he doesn't want to come back. Um, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for all this stuff that's coming out because tons and tons of content plus dylan dj told me on paramount plus might be one of the more underrated streaming platforms celebrity death matches all on paramount plus oh dude i forgot all about that <laughs> shit you, do that anymore. you get fucking you get sued right they need to bring that back since it's a streaming platform also beavis and butthead coming back on paramount plus as well with new episodes <laughs> i love those guys <laughs> Laugh and something Shut up, Beavis. Shut up, Beavis. Shut up, Beavis. Shut up. I need, I, 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 I'm Cornelio. I need Tilly for my bungo. Yeah, fire, fire. Such stoner humor. Dylan, the next week by week show we have is She Hulk, which is August 17th, and then we get Andor at the end of August. Uh, so, next week, should we tap into another movie for the people? Yeah. Um... Maybe I, have a couple, I have a couple. I have a couple. Um, the we could one... put a poll out, Kyle, and make a choose on the Twitter. Could put a poll out with some of these. Uh, wow. One of them that I had on deck was the HBO Max Oscar Isaac movie, The Card Counter, simply because it's starring two of our favorite actors. Oscar Isaac, obviously. Oscar Isaac and Willem Dafoe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. Uh, so that is on HBO Max. Um... And we'll find some other movies to throw on the poll, but that'll definitely potentially be reviewed next week by us. I already want to watch it. <laughs> I'm already down to watch it. I'm down to clown. Well, uh, I'm watching it right now. <laughs> Dylan's back, though, from Canada, which means more content is coming. So make sure you guys are following us on the socials at StreamerSZN on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow Dylan on Twitter at Dylan Mazzola. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the subscribe. podcast feed. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, leave those five-star ratings and reviews. And Dylan, in the Apple Podcast feeds, what should they be leaving? They should be leaving recommendations on what you and I are to watch next. Because right now, Kyle just said it, we have a lull. There's some time between our next show. If you all get on those recommendations, we can possibly do a little mini-series. We can possibly talk about a movie, et cetera, et cetera. And also, uh, I promise I won't be eating Italian next time. I just couldn't turn it up, people. I had to eat my my food. And, of course, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. Hit that like button. Click the bell icon so you don't miss a single episode of your favorite Underground Sports Philadelphia shows and original content. And uh, in the comment section, let us know how you felt about the Gray Man Comic-Con and leave your show and movie recommendations down below. Big thank you to our sponsors, Tomahawk Shades, Kenwood Beer, Pickup, and Bino. All of their information is linked in the show notes on audio and, of course, in the description on YouTube. Big thank you to Mobley for being our new uh, theme music. Make sure you guys go download Stay Volk wherever you get your music and check out the music video on YouTube. But this has been another episode of Streamer Season, the exclusive 
TV and movie pl- uh, podcast for streaming platforms on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For old Canadian Dylan, I'm KB, <laughs> and your Cowabunga boys are getting the heck out of here. Keep on streaming. Yeah.